AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Hello and welcome to the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Christina Marsh, Editor of Airport Business, and today we're speaking with Missoula, Montana Airport Director Brian Alstad and Deputy Director Tim Damro to learn more about the airport's new terminal project. Hi, Tim and Brian. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So Missoula, Montana Airport just completed the new terminal project in June of last year, and this was the first major improvements since the late 40s. Can you tell us a little bit about what the goal was for this project? So I think the goal for us here in Missoula was really to create a new airport for um, kind of the community that was easily expandable into the future. I think the facility we came from uh, was originally built in the late 40s, uh, added on to a number of times over the years, um, kind of left us with a decision during design of, you know, do we just continue the trend of the last you know, 60 years of remodeling and sticking a Band-Aid on the problem and moving down the road or um, really looking at all our options and starting from scratch and starting anew with a, a full new facility that we can um, phase appropriately and that most importantly, we can grow um, as the airport and the community grows in the years to come um, and make sure we're set up for success. So part of planning included touring 14 different airports that were either under construction or had recently been constructed to learn more about smart and functional terminal designs. Can you talk about some of the things that you learned from other airports and some things that you used in the new terminal design at MSO? Yes, it was interesting going. So we sent different staff to different airports, but um, I know the airports that I went to, I probably probably learned more of less what not to do than what to do. There was a lot of things that airports said, you know, we would just do things differently. The one focus that we really focus on was, you know, we are very operationally minded here in Missoula. So we wanted an airport that was more functional. Um, we let the architects do the aesthetics, um, but we pushed back on a lot of things. We wanted to make sure that it was very, you know, user friendly, you know, our big thing was our maintenance person wanted, you know, everything to be accessible. We wish we would have done a little bit more on as far as accessibilities goes, but you know, some some airports had heated sidewalks out front. We heard pros and cons. Um, like in Duluth, had heated sidewalks. They I don't think they were overly pleased with them, but yet in our climate, they actually worked very well because we don't get nearly as cold as northern Minnesota. So that was one thing that we ended up adding to our project. Yeah, and I'll I'll echo that. This I think was actually one of the probably the most fun part of the project was just listening to what everyone else, you know, what they did right, what they did wrong, um, and really getting ideas and learning from others. Um, everyone was happy to share, which was really cool in the whole process, you know, meeting um, colleagues and peers around the country and kind of taking what they learned from their projects, um, hopefully implementing that in ours. And then we've, we've also seen other airports come out and ask what we've done, ask to look around and kind of doing the same thing. So, um, I think we both feel that's a really important piece of the process that sometimes can get overlooked. Everyone's excited to to start building and get going, but um, to make sure that you really know what your needs and wants are and that what you're putting in the building is going to be um, the correct thing and based on experience that others have observed. Absolutely. 
So can you tell us about some of the unique features that this new terminal has? Oh man, where do you start with this? Um, <laughs> so I think probably some of the most exciting things, and this is, I, I know a lot of the technology we have here is gonna be somewhat commonplace for other airports, but um, being that our airport was originally from the late forties and added on to, we didn't really have the, um, I guess the ability to add um, really any technology easily, poor pathways, lots of concrete walls, um, numerous construction methods kind of added on top of each other. So um, so some of the simplest things, I mean, just adding, um, you know, common use terminals uh, was something that we didn't have in the old building, but really provides us flexibility, not only through construction, um, but also once the building's uh, finally completed, um, does allow a number of options to expand and contract as needed based on carrier demand. Um, here in Missoula, we also have a, a geothermal um, heating system or heating and cooling. So using groundwater um, to help alleviate some of the costs of uh, heating and cooling the building. Um, that's kind of a one of the unique features we have here. Um, something that was in the old terminal as well, but that was expanded and added to um, in this building. Um, all of our public areas also feature uh, dynamic glazing from view. Uh, so for those of you that are unfamiliar, that's a window that's basically um, tinting electronically as the day progresses. Uh, benefits of this, you know, here in Montana, as you can imagine, we have, um, you know, we're big sky country. We want people to see mountains and uh, nice blue skies out the window. Um, nothing obstructs a view more than that than putting blinds, um, especially on a south facing building. Um, so wanted to make sure that we preserve that view year round. Uh, these windows are uh, great at doing that, allow people, you know, block out harmful glare, but um, create a lot of natural light that comes in throughout the day. Don't have to worry with blinds um, and uh, touts, hopefully some energy savings from that as well. I think anywhere from five to 10% on energy costs just due to the reduced um, heat load being transferred through the windows. Um, so a huge benefit there. Um, other than that, um, I think those are kind of the big highlights for us on the building. Again, I think the the basis is more just getting our proper technology infrastructure in place. So adding fiber, appropriate equipment closets. Again, really basics, but coming from what we had, it's a it's a huge step um, forward in terms of infrastructure and being prepared to grow into the future. We had a kind of an interesting while we've had the view glass during the construction phase. We knew it was working because our contractor actually asked us to turn it off at one point just because they needed to get more heat in the building and it was actually blocking yep. uh, blocking uh, solar rays during the, I think it was during the winter at the time. Yep. Yeah, and uh, speaking of big sky country, you guys also added an outdoor seating area post security, correct? That's correct. So that was one of the projects, you know, one of the many minor retrofits we had in the old buildings we had an outdoor deck and it turned out to be one of the more popular areas so we couldn't build this one without having you know an outdoor seating area so we have a fireplace and it's partially covered and then uh, some soft some seating out there for that's connected to our uh, airport bar and restaurant yep and this is a great option i think kind of the idea came from brian a handful of years back on the old building with trying to solve the challenge and needing additional hold room in the Kind of the peak summer period when everyone's here you know traveling visiting um but not so much in the winter montana's cold and can be pretty miserable at times so we obviously see some pretty good ebbs and flows of passenger traffic um over the months um so this was a great option again you know summer nice weather um add some additional space relatively cheap in comparison to interior hold room space to get people outside and join the outdoors right before their flight and then adding some of those more modern amenities fireplace lots of seating 
Um, but it's a pretty cool, pretty cool space to grab something to drink, have a bite to eat, watch your plane taxi right up to the gate, and then basically walk on board. Absolutely. So you also added an inline baggage system to streamline the check baggage screening process. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so this is another one that seems like it, it most airports have had these systems for quite a while, but in Montana and up here, uh, this was again a huge improvement. Um, the prior process, um, passengers would have to take their bags, they'd go to the ticket counter, they'd be tagged by airline staff. Uh, the passenger would then have to retrieve their bag, they would walk their bag uh, back through the lobby to a TSA screening station, at which point TSA is going to screen the bag and then they would manually move it to an airline back room that could be, you know, over two, three hundred feet from that particular module. Um, so adding this system, you know, um, obviously just a belt behind the ticket counter. Airlines are able to tag passengers bags, drop it on the belt, um, goes through the back for screening. Um, huge uh, time savings um, for uh, passengers and TSA alike. Um, but again, um, that system's been built to be able to be expanded into the future. So allowing additional throughput as we grow, um, we can grow that baggage system um, along with it. Um, that also helped, again, just simplifying the design. It cleaned out our lobby. We're no longer having to house um, TSA screening units in the middle of our passenger lobby. So gain some additional space back there just through a simplicity of design. Um, but overall, a, a very nice addition to have as part of the new new facility. So with any major infrastructure project, there are sure to be challenges and successes. What advice would you give to another airport that's planning on doing a terminal project or infrastructure project? So obviously funding is the big one. Um, you know, what we already talked about is, you know, we always say you've seen one airport, you've seen one airport, but, you know, go and visit your peers, get best practices. Um, you figure out, you know, we were at a situation where we went into this project debt free. Um, so we were able to go out. We got a flexible line of credit from a bank at a pretty decent interest rate. We didn't not go out and bond this project um, and then taking advantage of all the possible grant opportunities that were out there. But just having a strong being able to be financially secure before you go into the project is probably makes the project as possible and uh, you know very successful at the end. Yep, I'll echo what Brian said and just all the pre-planning you can do, whether it's airport visits. Um, now I know that the challenge is supply chain, I think for everyone. So making sure your purchases are done early, they're, they're done on, not necessarily on time, but done early. Um, to kind of alleviate some of the challenges and obviously the delays that could be associated with that. I think my big takeaway and um, thing just to stress to everyone is just good communication um, all the way around. I think when we started this, um, we tried to create this, you know, team MSO culture amongst not only airport staff, but our contractors, planners, engineers um, on the project to make sure that we had a cohesive team environment. I think all too often you see there's a kind of a, a bit of challenges and can be rifts between, you know, owners, you know, being the airports and construction teams. I think kind of trying to trying to bridge that gap, make sure everyone works well together. You understand everyone's goals, you communicate that, and you work together for the common goal of completing the project um, successfully. Um, so that would be the thing. And it, it extends from there, you know, all the attendance of the building, your airline partners, um, concessions partners, um, just over-communicate. I, I would really just stress, you know, bring them into the loop as soon as possible. Make sure you're getting their ideas, their feedback and suggestions. Um, 
and it all goes back, you know, they're they're going to make sure they let you know if they're unhappy with something. But if they have a seat at the table in the beginning can help kind of provide some insight and guide into your design and what you're doing, um, you really get a buy in from the majority of your stakeholders, which I feel was a huge, huge um, part of the project here. Yeah, we had great relationships with the airlines going in and the same thing coming out. They, you know, we <clears throat> went into this project with the commitment of keeping our rates and charges flat and uh, we were able to do that. So that just led to a, a great relationship with our airlines. Well, Brian, Tim, thanks so much for joining us today. Where can folks find more information? Yeah, if you're looking for more information, um, we keep our website um, up to date. So that's flymissoula.com. Um, construction page flymissoula.com slash construction, um, but we also have um, all your traditional social media channels as well. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. Stay up to date on industry news, current issues, and information specifically for airports, airport operations, FBOs, and airport-based business by subscribing to Airport Business Daily Newsletter. And as always, please continue to visit aviationpros.com.